Alright, you're recording. Wait. Okay, wait. Did we start it over? No, yeah, we're just recording. Okay, so what is one problem that you want to learn more about after reading the book? We decided that we want to learn about isolation of Appalachian Americans because um, the book really showed that um, the difference between JD's family members, like whether they married outside of the family or stayed within uh, their, you know, community, how that affected their lives. Yeah, and I think the um, lack of a father figure for a lot of um, JD's family, especially JD and his sister, you know, having many, many different um, boyfriends slash um, husband father figures for all very short periods of time. It didn't really teach him how to like be a man. And he mentions when he got to Yale, he didn't really know what, um, how to, how to go through life, you know, with, uh, with the interviews, he mentions he didn't know that he had to wear a suit and there's just a lot of, uh, problems that stem from not having a role model that can, you know, guide you into adulthood. Like bouncing off that, uh, I feel the fact that, um, his family was so far apart. He was always moving like from place to place. It, uh, strained his, some of his family relationships and, uh, it, 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 it messed him up pretty good. I'm going to move into a different subject here. So I think another problem that I saw in this book a lot was the that violence has on the lives of uh, poor Appalachian Americans because the way JD talks about it in the book, it seems like violence was always a big part of his life growing up. <laughs> and so this kind of had a negative influence on him, I felt like, because it normalized violence to him when it shouldn't have been normalized. And for these reasons, he was like, supporting his grandma when she was threatening to kill bulls. <laughs> yeah, so I just think that's a problem I want to know more about, that issue of violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, so going back to what Finley said about um, kind of switching father figures, sort of, um, JD and Lindsay sort of constantly had to, I think they worded it like they had to learn to love and then quickly forget like so frequently and I feel like that really messes up um what their idea of like a relationship is supposed to be and how they interact with people um generally um um, um yeah, yeah well, so that's always, been something kind of, <laughs> that's always been something kind of scary to me like to realize that you're gonna form relationships with somebody throughout your life and then at some point you're just not going to know them and they're not going to be as important to you as they once were. And I feel like JD had to go through that so many times. So many. And I, I can't, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. So going kind of off that, um, you know, obviously drugs and alcohol played a large part in, drugs. in this, in this uh, story. And um, I think it's especially uh, tough for people when it happens to be like a family member, a loved one that um, gets addicted like JD's mom did and you know he's going through life like never knowing what's next for him you know, what's, what father he's going to have next, whether his mom's going to be sober or not, where he's going to live you know it's just he, he's, his life is 
full of uncertainty, and I think it really takes a toll on him, you know. And going off of that, like the drug and alcohol abuse, um, since JD like experienced that directly from his mom, and she would like take out her anger and stuff on him, that affected him in school, and really like um, his work ethic was like significantly deteriorated when she was um, not sober versus when she was sober. Like he was talking about how he had so many up and downs in school. And I think that's when um, being in the Marines really like switched how he viewed life. All right, I'm, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit with the, with the ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences. Basically, I mean, this tr- these traumas that he faced, like being sworn at and living with an alcoholic or a drug user and having parents that were separated or divorced, like really just like really set him like down the bar. He, he was just, he, he was destined not to succeed, but you know, he kind of succeeded. And uh, yeah, he... He, his whole family just be like, all right, you know what? Let's stop it. So here's the portion of the podcast where we give our recommendations, you know, very elite, only the highest quality of recommendations coming from the absolute voice. So anyway, Lulitka. This is Lulitka. Um, I would totally recommend this book just for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm all for marginalized groups getting more exposure and I believe this book does exactly that, and it's really helping. It could help the people of Appalachia who are in a tougher situation. It could give a lot more people empathy about their situation and realize, like, what other people go through. Because I'll be honest, like, before, I didn't really know about hillbillies or anything. Like, I kind of thought they were just stupid people living in the mountains. But now I realize, like, I understand their situation more. So... <laughs> I recommend it. I, I do recommend this book. It's pretty funny, and it sh- it, it shines light on a, on a laughable part of America. Like, hillbillies, they're all right. But now, they're a little bit more. And it's like, the book the book was, you know, it was actually kind of fun to read, and it had some curse words, and I really liked the style of my man, J.D. Vance. Okay, so I'm not going to say that I don't recommend it, but I think it was a little bit difficult for me to get into because the writing style at first was... Come on, man. Okay, all right, okay. (laughs) I don't know. It was just um, hard for me to stay interested at first just because I didn't really know what he was getting at. He was just telling some stories, and I, I don't know. I learned to like it. Like, I liked the narrative of it. Like, yeah, some of the stories were kind of funny, and it really helped me um, understand why hillbilly culture kind of is the way that it is, like, based around um, family pride and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't really know where I stand. It it got better as I read. Alright, so... This is Finley Pete speaking. You know, this is a pretty elite uh, book, obviously, or else I wouldn't have read the whole thing. So, but on a more serious note, I think it really represents, it gives so uh, under underappreciated group um, some more, some more, some more action, you know, like basically 
I'm sure there are a ton of people living in America that grew up in the same exact situation as JD or are growing up in the same exact situation as JD right now and they don't really know where they're going in life. They don't really have a father figure to guide them. They're, they're, their future is probably looking just like their parents and they don't really know where to go from here. And I think this book can show them what's possible, you know, if they, if they work hard enough, they can get out of their current situation. They can go to a, to an Ivy League school, school, you know, and I think it's just, it's a really, it's a really good book for, for people who don't, don't really know where they're going in life. I don't know. I feel like that's not why he wrote the book because he kind of said that it wasn't supposed to be like an inspirational kind of thing, but more of like an informational, um, like kind of try to, okay, I, I see. Um, like to make people understand the culture more because as Lou said, like it's kind of, hate to be rude, but kind of laughable people. Um, like, everybody's like, oh, they're just hillbillies, you know. But now you understand that, like, the family dynamics are so messed up that it really affects your mental health and how you... Okay, all right. Never mind. <laughs> all right. So, I think this is wrong, and here's why. Everyone loves a good underdog story, and regardless of whether he wrote it to be an inspiration or not, it still ends up being an inspiration for so many people because of how many people can relate no, to agree. this situation. I agree. I just don't. I, I wasn't. I didn't think that that was his purpose. I don't but, think it was his purpose, but it still can serve as yeah, an inspiration. Yeah. All right, Lou. You, you said you wanted to mention. I'm a little confused. Just for the record, who is agreeing with me here? Was that you? <laughs> You okay? In, in so part. Carly was wrong. Run your portion back. Come on. Dude. Oh my god. Okay. So wait, should we stop it? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is a little lit. I'm gonna start some ideas off for this one. So the question is, how did you think differently after reading this book? I think I just got a lot better understanding of the hillbilly culture because I didn't really know who hillbillies were before. And now I kind of understand that the struggle they go through on a daily basis and like some of the issues that are prevalent in their society. So I think that was very important for me because now I have a better understanding of them after reading this book. Here's Finley Pete. Yeah, so I completely agree with Lou. You know, he had some great ideas. I think... The biggest thing I got out of this book was just, like, a little bit of insight into a culture that's so different from mine. You know, the things I take for granted. Why do you sound Canadian? I like, feel like your last segment, you always sound Canadian. Keep going. So, am I going to record, or, or are you just going to keep interrupting? Anyway, back to what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted. I think, I think you know, that insight, it really gives... Now, now you got me rattled. I don't know what I, I forgot what I was gonna say. 